0: Welcome to the GORACOM podcast, where investors discover great small-cap companies. Thank you for taking the GORACOM with you, and make sure to follow our podcast. Welcome to CEO Interviews, a production of GORACOM, in which we take the time to catch up with small-cap investors, what's going on at their companies. With us today, we're happy to have them back. Paul Gill, he's the CEO of Pampa Metals, trades in Canada, the stock symbol PM, so great stocks to go gold to name. Look, guys, if you believe in the future of copper, what it's going to mean for the electric vehicle industry and where the electric vehicle industry is going, then you've got to take a look at PAMPA because their objective is to make is to make a major copper discovery in Chile where they have a portfolio of eight projects, two that are in the joint venture right now, and all located in proven uh, mineral belts. They've also got an experience management team and a pretty healthy corporate treasury. So why Chile, for those of you in the story? Well, it's a tier one destination for copper. It's the world's largest copper producing and exporter. In 2021, they exported over $50 billion. So that does everything. You need now, supplying 50% of the world's okay. copper, home to seven of the world's top 14 copper mines, uh, which, I've, of course, by inference means it's a really stable mining jurisdiction, and that's really healthy for PAMPA as well. Why copper? We just talked about. The world needs copper because... Electric vehicles are going to need it, and the new electrical vehicle needs about 80 kilos of copper versus about 23 in internal combustion engine traditional per internal combustion engines. On top of that, because of that, demand for copper is projected to rise by 5% yearly, but supply is only going to increase by 2.3%. What does that mean? Don't ask me. Don't even ask Paul. Ask Goldman Sachs. Price projects for copper, $5.40 per pound in 2022, 6 dollars 80 cents by 2025. Uh, Here to talk about the company, what's going on over there, Paul. Welcome back, my friend.
1: Thanks, George. Great introduction. appreciate that. And yeah, I remember that interview with Goldman Sachs that Jeff Curry did, and he said, we're running out of molecules. There was people sending that to me left, right, and center. Um, They were excited and uh, and interested. And, you know, of course, as soon as Goldman makes a call like that, the copper price is correct. And then they'll... And now they're bouncing back, but, but they've snapped uh, back
0: strong in the last because everything kind of corrected May. I don't if yeah, you need copper,
1: right? I mean, look, the whole world is in correction mode at this point in time. We don't know where things are going that way, but um, there's two things that our our society depends on uh, more than anything. That's copper and oil. Uh, we need to have those two things to get us um, the society we live in today, the the modern society. Imagine, uh, you know, trying to build a, an infrastructure without copper or oil—just can't be done. So we have to know the importance of it, and the location that we're in in Chile is the place to get copper and the best place to find copper because there is no uh, no problem in seeing the material changes uh, on the ground. Uh, you can—you you don't have any green coverage. You don't have any cities in this particular area it's a perfect location for for mining and we're happy to be there yeah and i gave the stats right those stats speak for themselves so
0: let me ask you a question paul there you know there's there's Com copper and abc copper there are a lot of companies out there saying we're a copper company and we're gonna we're gonna benefit from driving copper sales into the electric vehicle market so in a, in, a, in a lot of ways like, there's a lot of me too companies out there overall right Overall, because a lot of us can't figure out what the difference is between Pampa and George Comm Copper sometimes. So overall, how strong is Pampa relative to other juniors when you look at your complete package? And then we'll go to project specific, but overall, how strong are you relative to most other juniors out there, or all of them?
1: Yeah, well, I was sitting in uh, the investor's shoes um, more than a year and a half ago, uh, looking at this company and saying, this can't be real. You know you know my background, I've been involved in yeah. copper developments in the past in Peru where we uh, found a, a project, Constancia, which we sold to HUD Bay for 500 million and it's now an operating mine. So you look for something that you know is going to be head and shoulders above the rest. And that's where Pampa came in for me. Um, this is a, a project mm-hmm. portfolio that's second to none. Eight uh, significant projects, significant size, all along the right trend and uh, with a management team to boot. And so they've done all of the the good work that needs to be done to bring those prospects up to the point in time that we need to drill. And I think we've got three areas, uh, three projects that we can drill at this point in time. So that's really exciting. Uh, What we're doing now is uh, getting out there and finding the funds in order to get the drills turning.
0: And, and before I get into product specific, I want to ask you another question. You've already got a couple of JVs. So it's safe to assume that, you know, your portfolio of these projects is on the watch list of copper majors around the world.
1: Yeah, certainly. Uh, I mean, uh, our, our joint venture partner is uh, very close to us, but certainly in that location, if you're located in Antipagasso, uh, area and northern chile yeah people are going to know what you're doing i mean a truck drives down the highway and everyone in chile knows what's going on so more clear
0: yeah hopefully okay and 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 look as we know that we know the major looking right because we are went through the demand and supply numbers for the yeah. next few years so they they're 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 looking and i'm glad to hear that
1: yeah uh, i mean you can look on at
0: this- the shopping list potentially
1: yeah, you could look at the stories out there. Rio Tinto's looking for projects. Uh, BHP put a hundred million into philo mining. Um, you know, they're they're looking for projects. They know what the future uh, requirements for copper uh, is in the in the next uh, eight to ten years. I mean, we need to build probably three or four big mines, and uh, you know, I don't see anyone breaking ground anywhere other than you know, good jurisdictions like Chile, because political um, polit- political aspects of, of development are very important. Um, you know, we're having all kinds of pushback in other parts of the world. Uh, this is an area where they want to develop copper. It's part of their lifeblood in in Chile. It's built their country into a stable democracy. And uh, I think that they're, uh, despite the, the politics going a little left or a little right or whatever, um, they know where their bread is buttered. And uh, this is where it is uh, in the copper field.
0: We can't talk about all eight of the projects. Let's do a couple, let's go through a couple of you to mind. Your block four project has the Buena Vista target on it. And the quote you have from one of your press releases, there is evidence to date, evidence to date is that there is a significant system to investigate by drilling at Buena Vista together with several other geophysical anomalies located within the property that, ha- that appear to have a similar signature. So without uh, the geology speak in layman's terms, what is it you love about the Buena Vista target at block four?
1: Yeah, the Buena Vista target is one particular location in which there is a, a small hill or a small mountain, um, however you might call it, that has a surface expression um, of oval shaped which is lighter colored than the surrounding area. So we know that some activity of some kind has taken place there. In addition to that, it's on top of a magnetic anomaly, which is also on top of an IP anomaly. So all of those things coincide at that particular location.
0: And what does but, that mean well, to the layman, Paul? Sorry to interrupt you there, but to the layman, what does that mean to have one on top of
1: the other? Yeah, what, what it means is that uh, there's likely um, something that's come up from underneath and and hit the surface and and caused all this mineral ch- mineralized change uh, in the past. And we've also aged the rocks now, so it's the right age when a lot of these type of deposits were being created. So you just when you when you look for m- mines, you know we could drill anywhere on this project, but why drill anywhere? When you can zone in on an area? That has all the evidence that there is going to be results coming from this area. So that's why all of this data is important to, to pinpoint where to drill, because you know, on an eight kilometer long property, you could miss um, the most significant mineralization. Now, something you also mentioned previously is that there is a, a mineralized system here. Well, what's happened? Uh, not only is there's this one magnetic anomaly, but there is four other ones. And that that are located on this property and that's what's exciting so if this one is mineralized we're likely to see other ones in this area that are mineralized as well so that's a whole other program and a whole other exploration effort we're just concentrating on this one target on block four which is called buena vista but the other four are, are five are unnamed and what are
0: you going to do at buena vista over the next 12 months you guys have have, do you guys have an idea of what your uh, what your drilling is going to look like
1: how much all that we're going to have to do a deep drilling program that's um that's a core drilling program produce the results uh from there and and really know what the value of this particular area is then once you have that discovery hopefully. Uh, you can move on to other other aspects of this property. But that's just one project and one yep. target in, in the scope of things. And uh, so this company, if you go back, has eight uh, projects. Uh, as we said, two are under joint venture and have been drilled already uh, by our joint venture partner. But there's uh, another two that are also very interesting.
0: What's your, what's your strategy there, Paul? Because eight project is a lot, even though two are under JV. How many would you, ideally, in an ideal world, how many would you like to keep just for you guys to explore and drill? And how many would you like to have under JV with some, with some majors? What's the ideal scenario?
1: Well, I think at, at this particular time, everything has a particular price tag on it. Uh, we know what it'll take to develop this project. And you have to weigh whether or not Uh, You're going to get the best value by putting money into the ground uh, yourself or getting a joint venture partner. And I think when it gets to the $20 million programs, and it's probably going to uh, need at least $20 million if there's something significant at uh, Buena Vista and and at Block 4. uh, You're going to have to get a joint venture partner because your dilution will just be fantastically large on that. So what you want to accomplish here is to drill... Uh, in uh, this particular location get a discovery and then finance the company to continue drilling yourself until the point comes when value creation occurs whether it's a 43101 or or some other uh, catalyst like that and then you can take offers but um, that's that's really the the key for that particular project other ones were certainly up for joint ventures because again each one of those projects could take 20 million dollars to, to explore i mean they're that you, you,
0: it's obviously a better strategy to have other other parties using their money uh you know you get less of the pie at the end of the day if it's really successful but you you take on almost no risk of getting there so that makes that makes sense so hopefully we'll, yeah, we'll exactly. see more jvs
1: yeah exactly and it, it's all dependent also on our market cap as well i mean we're at a 8 million 9 million dollar market cap it's really undervalued at this point in time so raising uh 20 million at this point is not is no. not feasible so if we were at $5 it'd be a different situation right
0: and even if you could you can't raise 20 million times three or four projects and run them all you you're just not set up for that you're more set up for keep a couple of the beauties like Buena Vista and uh, and uh, and JV the rest if you can let me ask you yeah. a question about uh, the expiration you guys announced Uh, an artificial intelligence agreement that'll give you access to the latest technology to to help with the exploration. How much does it help? Because one thing I know about AI is the more data you feed AI, the better the result you're going to get. So, you know, if I, if I'm using AI for my backyard, I'm doesn't matter if I got the greatest AI in the world, there's not enough data around my neighborhood to tell me if there's anything I've got underground, but how much of an advantage does Pampa have because you're in a you're in a location you're in chile plus you're in locations that have an immense amount of data around them so how how much is the ai going to super boost uh what you guys do with uh with exploration
1: yeah i think it's going to be tremendously helpful because what you do is you look at examples of projects that are that have been turned into mines, such as escondita and then you look for that signature uh and see if it's similar to what you have there and certainly um you know uh block four fits the bill to to that extent there's a lot of similarities so that's exciting news and and uh the ai didn't need to tell us that but what the ai uh, group has done is is examined some of our projects and it added other targets as well i mean obviously we're not going to um say oh great you've discovered our own target that we've already had no they're they're going to look, add other targets, and in addition to that, we are looking at their projects. They have eight projects, and we're looking to um, to see if any one of those fit the bill for for a big exploration program. So that's uh, that's something that um, we'll have to we'll have to announce when it comes out.
0: So the AI right now is already spinning off some benefit and giving you new targets. And you expect is are you guys still feeding the AI and still generating more uh, data on targets out of it
1: yeah and and the 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 data changes all the time because what they're using is the database that is um is in Cadelco and uh, in chile itself so it's a eight terabyte um database based on the last what 50 60 years of exploration in that area so it's very immense
0: amount of data right i mean that's gonna just
1: give you how long will it
0: take how long will it take to until you've Fully fed it, do you guys think?
1: I think we have regular updates, uh, probably uh, quarterly updates uh, from the group. And so we expect to see some um, some more uh, information from them uh, within the fall here.
0: Yeah, and I, I've, I'm glad you answered those questions because AI is seen so rarely in the exploration space that when I see it, I just know right away it makes a company that much better. Uh, the efficiency and the time saved, and the money saved, is I exactly. don't even know how you calculate it.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, if you can save, um, you know, um, 50% on your drill program, that could be, you know, $10 yep. million on a large drill program, right? I mean, it's, it's massive, uh, the savings. It just verifies something uh, that you have already and also gives you a target that, you, that would be an outlier potentially. So um, I think that's very, very useful. Last question. AI is
0: great. But AI doesn't work unless you have an amazing team to feed the AI and analyze and do all that. Let's talk a little bit about your team, because you have a pretty who's who team over there. Uh, of you know, This isn't this isn't Georgia. A couple of guys, a couple of Greek guys got together and said, hey, let's see if we go find chili, some copper in Chile. You've got quite the team. Let's talk a little bit about that, because that's just as important as anything else here.
1: Yeah, we've got our Greek guy on the team as well. <laughs> you uh, do have Giannis a Greek uh, guy, yeah. So this uh, <laughs> is, is a great guy and he's uh, uh, a geophysicist as well and incredibly well-spoken and articulate and able to uh, you know, really read into some of the the information that uh, is being produced on the ground. But in, in addition to Yanis, there's uh, Tim Beal, who's uh, uh, formerly with uh, Anglo-American and uh, some other uh, groups such as Rio Tinto and a very experienced geologist in northern Chile spent his career there and speaks fluent Spanish and has assembled a really crackerjack team of people that are um, that are on the project. In addition to that, there's uh, Julian Babin, who was formerly with Rio Tinto, uh, Adrian Manger, formerly with uh, BHP, and uh, our, our CFO, Grady Thanes, was formerly Canaccord. And so uh, when I looked at this team, looked at this project package, I mean, it was like manna from heaven. Uh, I think that it's, it's got uh, uh, some really good pedigree here. And uh, I think we can uh, really uh, get the attention of the majors. You know, I
0: said that was the last question, but that answer leads me to ask another very, very serious, very okay. serious question, which is, why do we have the Greek on here?
1: <laughs>
0: next <laughs> one, it should be idea. you, me, and Giannis talking about, uh, talk about the next development.
1: Well, you're gonna to have to put aside at least forty five minutes for janis he's uh, he's very uh very articulate and be- being able to give you uh, all the information you need on uh, on the geophysics and the history of Chile. so yeah, absolutely let's do it, yeah, all kidding aside, he would be
0: great to have on because uh, he just brings that i mean he, that next level of analysis he's got a proven track record, so it'd be great to have him on. but until then, Paul, it's the middle of August, and most of us are taking time to just relax, take it easy. your're you know, full blast pedal to the metal. So, thanks for joining us today. And I can't wait to see what's going to develop in, uh, in September and October.
1: Yeah, stay tuned. Thanks, George.
0: For everybody at home, you've been watching or you've been listening to my podcast on Spotify, Google, Apple, your favorite podcast platform. To Paul Gill, he's the CEO of Pampa Metals, trades in Canada out of the stock symbol PM. Again, great symbol. For those new to the story, you want to do your due diligence. Look, we know geology isn't the easiest thing in the world but the company's profile page on Agoracom has it neatly laid out to you in layman's terms. So you get a really good understanding of what Pampa is doing in Chile and guys, it's doing unbelievable things. So go there, do your, do your first level of due diligence and research. Then when you're comfortable with that, then go over to the Pampa website and do your deep dive. Cause if you believe in the future of copper, Hey, Goldman Sachs already given you $5 and 40 cent price target for later this year, price start for 20, for 2025, eight projects, uh, taking place in Chile, two JVs, maybe more to come. You've got to do your due diligence. Hopefully today you discovered your next amazing small cap resource company. Thanks for joining us. Have a great day. See you next time.